have found the Genesis frequency. This is Dr. Stephen J. Kismina welcoming you in to another episode of a show that focuses on your whole life prosperity and success. Whole life prosperity and success by cooperating with the universal laws that are available to each and every one of us. This is Quantum Leap Goal Achievement, Radical Personal Transformation, Whole Life Prosperity and Success. Now, stay tuned for another exciting episode that'll move the needle in your life from where you are now to where you want to be. Alrighty, are you ready to move the needle? That's indeed what this show is all about. Welcome in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it may be, wherever you are in the world. This is Dr. Cause and Effect, Dr. Stephen J. Kuzmina, coming at you with a third entry in this little mini-series that is on envisaging. Yes, I said envisaging. I said it without messing it up. Sometimes when you're so used to talk about talking about visualization and visioning and visioneering, you throw that new word in there that we don't really use all the time, do we? It's not something that we hear all the time, but I wanted to throw out something different, of course, to get your attention. And I wanted to bring another element into this process of visualization that we do when we're working on making those quantum leaps in our lives. Because visualization and visioning is one of the ways, one of the tools, one of the elements that we include in the goal achievement process when we want to make a quantum leap, when we want to skip a couple steps, when we want to see it be made manifest uh, sooner than later, right? So the word envisage includes contemplation. So I'm putting that out there just to get you to think a little bit more about the process, the formula. This is not something that was just made up. This is something that's been taken apart, put back together. You can look to Think and Grow Rich. You can look to years before that, the mystics, the sages, the teachers, and on and on it goes. You know, if you can hold it in your mind, if you can vision it, you can hold it in your hand. And that's what this process is all about. And I, of course, did a five-step manifestation process. I talked about that last week. It's out there. You can search for it on the website. You can go back and listen to that. You can get my book, uh, Cracking the Rich Code. It's in there, the five-step manifestation process. And this is more or less a companion to that or something that expands on the information I share in the manifestation process. You would do this along with it, this process, this five-step process that I've been talking about, that I started talking about a couple episodes. So this is really the, the third entry. So we're going to call this three. I'll try to get it all summed up today in this episode, but, you know, no promises. I only, I, you know, I don't like to go too long because I respect your time. But we're going to call this envisaging three, 
the certain way because there's a certain way that we go about this. And I outlined the five steps very briefly. I said it's uh, relaxation is number one. And we talked about that. We already did that one. And then last week we talked about stage two, which is concentration, concentrating on all this, the, this energy that we are, that we're immersed in, that the universe is, that is all around us, that is omnipresent. And then concentration, concentrating on only that energy, how powerful it is, how all-encompassing it is, how it is omnipresent, how it is everywhere, no matter what name you give it, it's there. It is. It's all, A-L-L, uppercase letters, it is all, this energy. And then we concentrate even further. We, we move to that place of awe, saying, wow, I am made of this energy. I am made of this universal all substance. I, the same thing that composes this universe we live in is what I am made of. And that's tangible and intangible elements all in there as well. And of course, then, you know, we, we, we want to edge the ego out a little bit, right? Because the ego tends to color it and bring in the condiments and, and change things and interpret things and bring in some things that are maybe not in alignment with what is truth. You know, that purity of the unconditioned energy we are. And that unconditioned, that word unconditioned is a good one to use here because this energy is just pure, raw energy that we do have the power and the ability that's inherent in the energy itself to condition it, to form it, to mold it, to shape it, and make manifest into our world of form from the invisible, the apparent invisible to our, to our humanness, into the physical visibility of that which we want to experience. And this is indeed for the the individual just working on personal development and ha maybe you have some some goals, some intentions, objectives that, that you want to move into your field of experience. This is for the small business owner, right? Maybe you have some hopes and dreams and wishes. Same thing, but it's maybe involves and includes your business enterprise, your entrepreneurship. This is for your professional path. If you're an individual that's in a corporate environment or corporate space, whether it's big, small, you know, Fortune 50, whatever, at any level, whether it's in the boardroom or uh, front room or maintenance room, it doesn't matter. This information and the way we're wired and the way this works works the same for all. All the power is there within you to tap into this incredible resource that's available to all of us but so many don't use this so many don't you know they don't dive in they don't say yeah i want to learn about this i don't want to practice it or i did it once and nothing happened it doesn't work like that you know i always use that analogy well i tried that i tried that five-step manifestation process you talked about and then i i tried this envisaging thing but nothing happened. Well, how long did you try it? Well, I, I did it for a couple of days. <laughs> you know, that's like getting on the, you know, that's like saying, you know, I want to lose weight, you know, and I, I listened to this podcast about losing weight and I, 
I did what they said, and I, I got on the scale, and nothing happened. I was the same weight after two days. And for two days, I did what, I did that diet for two days, <laughs> and I got on the sale, scale, and nothing's changed. You know, evidence of absence is not ab- absence of evidence that we like to say, and my teacher, Bob Proctor, used to say. And, and it's, well, I, you know, I think that actually came from um, the book U Squared from Bryce Pritchard. Well, Pritchett, Pritchett, Bryce Pritchett. Anyway, that's, you know, it's really valid. You know, we we start into this process. We're learning a new process. You know, that's like saying I jumped in the water and I couldn't swim. I read it in the book. It told me how to do it, but I just kept, you know, I kept sinking down to the, you know. But there's so many things. Think about it. I mean, give this process here that we're talking about a chance. Give the five-step manifestation process a chance. Work with this. It is a practice. It needs to become really a, a day of life, a way of life, I should say, and a, a way of always thinking. It needs to become habitual activity, replacing old habits. Now, let's think about that. We're going to move forward here in a moment, but think about that. If we're replacing habitual activity, we're, we, what we want to do really is replace habits, habitual activity that does not serve what we want to experience in our life, right? I talk about paradigms all the time, paradigms being a multitude of habits that have almost exclusive control over our habitual behavior, knowing that almost all of our behavior is habitual. So obviously, if you're listening to this and you want to experience something new and greater and bolder and different in your life, well, you want something different, and the way that you've been trying to do that has not been working. And it's usually found in the habitual behavior that you participate with. So we have to remove some of that. But just knowing what it is and understanding the definition I gave you doesn't mean anything changes, just like getting on the scale, right? You have to examine, well, what are these habitual behaviors? Well, every morning I do this, 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 and this. Now, okay, is the this, 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 and this that you do moving you closer to that objective? And if not, I suggest that you put in this process that I'm talking about right here and make it a new habit, okay? I'm going very deep into this. That's why we've got three or four parts. I don't know how many it's going to be, but there's five steps in this particular process that is a companion to the five-step manifestation process. Now, if you want to know where all this is and how you can put it together, how you can get it directly from me, just reach out, make an appointment with me at successappointment.com or write to me, send me an email at stephen at successocean.com. That's Stephen with a PH. But this step that we talked about, we talked about concentration, being in that place of awe, realizing that all the power that is, all the energy that is, is concentrated within us, that we're made of it. Okay, so we know, ego aside, that we are very powerful, that we can be, do, and have it all when we cooperate with this process. So those are the first two steps, relaxation, concentration. Go back and listen to the other episodes. I cover them in depth. They're the two prior ones to this one. Now, we move into the state, the third stage, and we, we call it meditation, 
I mean, you can call it several different things, and don't stop there. I find a lot of people, when I start talking about this process, is oh, meditation, I tried that too. I'm one of those that just can't meditate. I can't stop my mind from thinking thoughts. And I'm like, would you, would you stop, number one, stop telling yourself you can't do that because we all can. And you're not going to stop thinking thoughts because thinking thoughts means you're alive. Your, your mind is working. That's what it does. It thinks thoughts. So we don't shut off the thoughts. Okay, that's not what we're doing. And if, if you're still really hard-nosed about that, well, I don't care. I'm not going any further because I know I can't meditate. Well, all right. Well, then you can't meditate. We're going to call this entering the silence. We really did that when we did the relaxation stage. Concentrating, we focused on one thing an awareness of the energy that we are, that we are made of. So in meditation, we're aware of our thoughts. We're just sustaining the relaxation state, concentrating on one thing, so the random thoughts drift away. Now, they don't stop altogether. Again, we think thoughts. We think forty to 60,000 thoughts a day. In the meditation stage, we're just we're slowing everything down. We're breathing. We're taking elements from mindfulness that say, hey, be fully present in this eternal moment of right now because this moment of now is all there really is. We are right here, right now. So that's what we're doing in the meditation stage here or entering the silence. We're just being quiet with our thoughts. We notice them, but we don't engage them. And that's where people sometimes get frustrated because they say, well, I tried to meditate and the, the thoughts just kept coming and coming and coming, and they will. Well, the key is to, to not engage them, to not develop them, to not move into that inner dialogue, to not have those internal conversations and just let them be. We're concerned with this eternal moment of right now. And in this eternal moment right now, we're, there's no past. We're not dealing with any past. We're not dealing with a to-do list or what's coming up or, or, or what's, you know, you know, what's next for us in that particular day when we're participating in this process. So we're just there. And I assure you, as you make this a new habit, you will have your thoughts settle down a bit. They won't be coming in as rapidly, as frequently. That 40,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day, well, the, the fraction of those that are in this entering the silence time or this meditation time, they settle down. They learn to. You're teaching your mind something different. Maybe you do this already. So maybe I'm speaking to the beginner. It doesn't matter. This is a great reminder for all of us. We let them settle, just like uh, last episode. I used the analogy of throwing a sheet over the bed, right? You throw the sheet over the bed, it just it'll settle down. It's not going to just stay there up in our air and up in the air. It's just like our thoughts. They'll settle down on the mattress, right? So, what's next? Well, we stay in this place. We let everything settle. We do it without judgment. We're not judging. Oh, there goes that thought again. The same one I had three seconds ago. No judgment. That's key. We're taking that from mindfulness. We're not judging anything. We're not judging ourselves. We're not critiquing what happened yesterday. 
We're not thinking about judgment of our neighbors, our brothers, our sisters, friends, anybody else. We're not moving into any of that. We just are. We're just being, okay? We're just being. And whatever you have to do, just let it be. Just be in the moment. And another element that might assist you that we bring in from mindfulness is just maybe doing a body scan. We talked about this in the little, a little bit in the relaxation stage, just to, to notice your feet, your legs, your arms. If anything's coming up or there's, there's any pain or anything like that, it just is right now. This is your not time. This is your quiet time. And we just settle even deeper into it into this breathing, noticing our breathing, anchoring into the breath if we have to. That's a good way to just stay in that place. Meditation, letting all your thoughts just settle. And then what we do is we, we want to stay, we want to increase this time as we go on. Again, we're training our mind to be in this place. We're training our mind to be in this, I like to call it the secret place of the Most High, our higher self. We're, we're entering into that quiet space. We're actually entering into a different state of consciousness as we become more proficient in this. We, we are moving, hopefully, into a theta state, which, which really opens up, opens up our subconscious mind. Now, our subconscious mind is receiving everything all the time, yet it is what it receives wrapped in feeling and emotion that moves to the top of the list that says, wait a minute, what's this? What's this? What's this? So what, what I want to do is encourage you in that time of meditation when you feel that you've been in that state of being fully present now, totally relaxed, letting your thoughts settle, we're going to notice this fertile field that we enter into. Now let me back up a minute. Let's think about those thoughts. Remember I said we have forty to 60,000 thoughts a day. I shared this a long time ago. What happens is we have a thought, and then there's a gap. And then we have another thought and another gap. Now, this is all happening very rapidly during the course of our normal waking moments of the day. When we move into meditation, we have those thoughts. Yes, we're having thoughts. What we're doing is we're moving everything to the present moment. But we have a thought, and what's increasing is that gap between thoughts. It's rapid fire all day long. And in that millisecond, we're making choices. We're making choices and decisions all day long. Do I develop this thought? Do I hang with it? Do I let it upset me, annoy me, irritate, it, irritate me? Or is it a good thought? Is it a pleasant thought? Is it a, a joy-filled thought? Is it something that makes me feel good? Is it something that makes me feel bad? All these decisions in a split second. And sometimes the problem comes in because we hang with those thoughts that are around and about things that we really don't want to experience. We tend in our humanness, from our limited human perspective, to, to look at that which we don't want. And what happens, it magnifies the subconscious mind is saying, hey, there's feeling and emotion attached to this thought. This, this human I am serving must want more of it. So it'll go to work on shifting the vibration, shifting the action, because it's the executive office that tells our body how to act, tells us what to do, sometimes at a, at a level we're not even aware of. 
and then it goes about its business of attracting more to support that dominant thought or not. So here, changing the habit, we want to notice that fertile field. We want to notice those gaps a little bit that are increasing between our thoughts, that space, that nothingness, that no thought space that will tend to rise up. Now, every single time you do meditation or enter into the silence, it'll be a little bit different. Sometimes it'll just be such a busy mind that maybe you don't, but keep with it. Stay with the habit because what you're doing is you're conditioning yourself. It's just like exercise. Oh, my muscles don't feel like lifting these weights today, but you're doing it anyway. You're doing your reps, and then you're glad you did. You look in the mirror in a couple of weeks, and, and change is taking place. But one day was better than the next, right? Same thing with this whole process. So in this field, as you notice everything has settled down, as you notice your, your mind and heart opening more and moving into this place where these gaps are getting longer, deeper, wider, spend some time there. Don't rush out of that place. Enjoy it. Enjoy the quiet. Enjoy the peacefulness. Enjoy the tranquility and serenity. Noticing that, hey, I can do this. This is a good place. This feels good. There is nothing else here for me to be concerned of. It's a beautiful, bliss-filled place. And then as we come out of that time, but not yet, we're going to drop something into those gaps. We're going to drop something into what I call the field of infinite potential or the fertile soil of infinite potential. And where is that? It's in these gaps. So if you do have an intention, and, and let me stress that you don't have to do anything here. You don't have to drop anything in here. But if you are indeed working on a big dream goal, a big objective, whether it's corporate, small business, for you as an individual, there is something that you want to move from the invisible to the visible. Here's where you want to introduce it. And you want to introduce it in an affirmative way. Did you build the picture in your mind already? Did you envisage and contemplate what it is you want? Here's where you would introduce it and just drop it in. I'm so happy and grateful. I am now. And then state it in that gap. Claim it in that gap. I am this now. I have already created it using the power of my mind, the power of my imagination. I've created the vision. It is here. It is real. It is already done. I am grateful Boom, I dropped it in. It is germinating now. And guess what? That's all the time we have for today. So I do have to go into the next two steps. Hopefully we'll cover both of those in the next episode. But get this down. Go back, listen to it again. Listen to the two episodes before this. This is a companion, again, to the five-step manifestation process. But this is so powerful. This is how we do it. This is how you see people. How do they get from there to where they are now? This is a way to do that, to make the quantum leap. That's what the show is all about, making quantum leaps, radical personal and professional transformation. And this is the way you do it. You've been listening to The Genesis Frequency, and this is Dr. Stephen J. Kismina, wishing you an infinitely spectacular day. God bless you.